Welcome to Couch Chats, your go-to podcast for raw and inspiring messages from myself and other female entrepreneurs all around business and mindset. I am your host, Jess Williamson, an award-winning business and mindset coach and a serial entrepreneur having scaled four successful businesses. My purpose is to help you unleash your unique superpowers and to build the life and business of your dreams. Let's get into today's episode. Today, I have my incredible friend, Heidi Anderson. She is an absolute incredible infectious energy is the best way I can explain. And she was on my podcast a few weeks ago. You may have heard her on my birthday podcast episode where she interviewed me. And I had this plan for a while to have her on the podcast to interview her. And I had booked in this date for the recording to be released. And she told me this is her birthday. So happy birthday, Heidi. It is so crazy coincidences that just happen. We are just so in tune. And I am really excited to have her on the podcast today to talk all about confidence, building that internal confidence so you can show up as the most authentic you to be bold and to be just unapologetic in how you're showing up, the message you want to share with this world. She shares some of the highs, how to deal with haters, and so much more. We go really, really deep in this episode. So let's get started. Hello, Heidi. I am seriously so excited to get you back on the podcast. You were here a couple of weeks ago for my birthday episode, but now we get to find out more all about you and all of the incredible wisdom that you have. Yay. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. And now I feel like I'm in the hot seat. Like, ah! (laughs) I think you're used to this by now. I do get nervous still sometimes. Like this is a thing. I've worked in breakfast radio. I show up for my program. I record podcasts. I speak on stage, all these things. But I still, like everyone else, get nervous and stutter and go for a nervous poo before I come on. And there's days that like you're feeling real confident and there's days that sometimes you're like questioning yourself. So I might come across like I'm a pro, but, you know, I have these thoughts and fears like everyone else too. Yeah. I mean, we all say it's out of comfort zone, but it's like kind of unnatural to be in the limelight that much or be so vulnerable. And there's all these things that we have inbuilt into us over evolution or over time where it's like our brains and bodies are literally here to protect us from threats. And here we are like throwing ourselves at things that just scare the heck out of us. So yeah, it's amazing. But I want to really deep dive into that and chat to you today about building that confidence. So you've just recently launched your podcast, Champagne Confidence, which is all about having champagne confidence, even when you're not actually drunk. So I love the idea behind that. And I think that you've kind of embodied that through all iterations of what you've done in your life and what you're focusing on now with your Shed Your Shit program and your memorable as fuck marketing. And I think that's the first time I've ever said the F word, but I was like, I've actually got to say this right. I can't just say memorable as F, you know? So I was like, all right. Some people do call it memorable AF, 
but I love that you dropped your first F-bomb announcing my program. Yeah, you heard (laughs) it here first. So doing some pretty like revolutionary out of the box, like out of the comfort zone of most people's stuff. And I feel like the most overarching message that I get from you in most of the things you do is like, be yourself, show up boldly and just confidently, unapologetic and stop caring what other people think. So have you always been that way? Have you always been like, I'm here, I'm loud, I'm just doing whatever I want to do and you can take it or leave it? (laughs) You know what? No. And like, this is the thing. I'm currently doing some inner child work, which always used to make me squirm. I'm like, inner child work. But I'm, I'm currently doing some inner child work and I was a very confident kid. I was a happy kid. It was funny. A lot of people said I was going to be famous when I was older because I loved people and I loved performing and I was so happy and confident. And then, you know, some stuff happened and in my teens, I lost all my confidence and I've only been writing about it recently and a real pivotal moment for me that looks back where I probably lost that confidence and then spiraled into all these negative thoughts and negative self-talk and led a whole teens and my twenties and everything this way was when I had my first kiss. And I remember having my first real patch with a guy called Matt and everyone was around and we were at a, it was at my best friend's party and I still remember what I was wearing. I was wearing a gray, like, tracksuit pants and, like, a gray sports girl top, like, with the colours, you know, on the oh, top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember pashing him, like, my first pash, and I walked away pretty like, whoa, I just had my first pash. And some of his friends said, oh, my God, you kissed the fat one. Oh, my gosh. And I never realised that that was probably the very first time that that story stuck. And then, you know, obviously you talk a lot about mindset and stuff. And if people, if you're just discovering this, yes, we do have voices in our head, but we don't have to believe them all the time. I believed, and then also was shown through so many things in my teens that people thought I was fat, that I was overweight. I had got an eating disorder, then I put on heaps of weight. And it was that kind of thing that stuck with me forever and replayed over and over again. And it was only until just before I had Memphis that I actually started to embody all the self-work that I've been and the self-love and everything that I've been doing for the past 10 years. So I'm 38 soon. And I had my big breakthrough moment when I was 28, but you know, it's been a whole journey and, you know, through working in breakfast radio in Perth, in Newcastle, doing reality TV, running my own business and that kind of thing. I haven't always been confident. I'm still not confident. And I was thinking about this today, thinking about, you know, kind of some ideas for my podcast. And I was like, do you know where I still am not champagne confident as a mum? As a mum, I still question myself in different ways that I parent Memphis or, you know, if I've done something, I'll overthink it. And I know in the very early days, I drank a lot, you know, because it was like self-care. It was also me numbing out that I was overthinking and anxiety and everything. So no, I haven't always been the champagne confident girl that you will hear or see now. And this is probably the first time I'm sharing it. Wow. So what did you kind of do? Obviously the first step was kind of like realizing what those moments, how they impacted you and the stories that you were telling yourself. How did you kind of work through those over the past 10 years? Yeah, I just recorded this on my podcast recently, actually, because it's a thing that I get asked all the time. A lot of people slide into my DMs and I want this to be known as well. Like this has taken daily work. 
for you to be champagne confident, it is daily work. And yes, it's the fucking good work. I promise you. It's not like the hard slogging your ass off at a desk or the hard parts of business or whatever. This is like the stuff that can change your life. And for me to become this confident and to be able to let go of these thoughts and things that have contributed to the way that I've lived my life, I first had to become aware. And then the second thing that was a massive breakthrough for me was talking about it publicly, which was when I spoke on my breakfast radio show, it's literally 10 years since this audio that I share on my podcast. And I talk about how I hated myself. Like I was a girl who wouldn't get my arms out in public. And, you know, that moment was me being vulnerable and like me showing myself that that was my superpower. So those are the first two things that I say to anyone, if they're trying to embody or grow confidence is one, you need to become aware of how you speak to yourself, you know, like, we are nasty motherfuckers to ourselves, you know, like the way we treat ourselves, not just the way that we look, but like if we're like, you know, if I haven't done something right as a mum or cooked the right meal or whatever, like just those little things that we say to ourselves, like that's the beating, you know, yourself up. So becoming aware and then taking my power back, but actually taking off the mask and being vulnerable were my two massive moments. Then the daily self-work that has come from being vulnerable and being aware and For me, it's, you know, going to the beach. Like literally I've got a scab on my nose (laughs) the day of recording because I went to the beach on the weekend. I go every day, but when the waves are big, sometimes I don't go in because I'm scared. And sometimes fear takes over and I think about all the things that could happen to me if I go in. On the weekend, I was like, no, I'm going to fucking take you wave. And the wave took me. (laughs) And I didn't cry. I laughed about it. And I was like, this is building champagne confidence. Because if I stopped myself like I have in the past, I can't get more confident going in the water, you know? Like the reason why I'm not so scared of sharks anymore, I'm not this, that, all those things that I could think when I'm at the beach just going for a swim is because I do it every day. And, you know, I talk about this massively like on showing up on social media, doing lives, you know, wearing a bikini, going to the beach. It's literally work daily. If you're so scared to put on a fucking bikini or be seen in your bra and undies, then start at home with yourself. And then maybe start by going out to the letterbox, the next big step that you make. The only way that we can actually get comfortable and do the work is actually being and doing the work daily. And so that's pretty much what I embody and do. Yeah, so powerful. And we recently connected over the fact that we're both projectors and that almost comes back to that fear of being seen. So a lot of projectors have this fear of what if people really see me, you know, see me deeply. And it's also the thing that we really want more than anything. And so building that factor of being seen or building the confidence Sometimes just taking that smallest step forward is the best thing to do to just really cultivate that. I mean, you didn't go from 28-year Heidi to then walking through a shopping center half naked, right? (laughs) No, exactly. Overnight. It's the daily work. And I love that you said that about the projector stuff because, you know, I think that we think as well like the work sometimes is like reading affirmations, changing our mindset and this and that, but it's actually looking deep into our soul. and. For me on my self-love journey, I did start off with just writing affirmations on the mirror and write 28-year-old Heidi and writing, you look good in those shorts because that's all I could give myself at that time. Now, just recently, what made me trigger this thought was 
I'm talking about triggers with someone that I'm doing some work with. She's helping me. I'm, I'm doing Manifestation Babe, the program. But then I've got a friend who is also a client and she was like, look, you consume a lot. Like maybe you just need some. And we worked out that I just needed like a little cheerleader in my ear getting me to see the patterns that are coming up. And actually that is my self-love and daily work on unleashing that champagne confidence now. And what came up, what made me think about this projector stuff is I'm still afraid to be seen, even though I'm like, hey, look at me, because I'm so scared. And this, so many people relate to this because we all have the same, majority of us have the same, it goes back to the same thing, is I just want to be loved. Yeah. And it's been so huge to me. I've done so much crying and healing this last week. And I built quite a thick armor because of working in the public eye. And I did, I got to a point where I actually don't really give a fuck what people think, or I know how to work to not give a fuck what people think. So sometimes it initially hurts if someone might unfollow me or they might leave a comment or this or that, or, you know, if I've written and someone might not agree with it, like sometimes it stings. And like what I realized working with this beautiful legend called Dominique is she was like, and it was so powerful, Jess. And that's just what reminded me. And I haven't really talked about this because I've been processing it, but I am still scared of people not liking me. Mm-hmm. And actually that's another projector thing. So everyone can sort of have this fear of not being liked. Like everyone wants to fit in. Everyone wants to be liked, but projectors, because our main desire is almost that recognition being recognized we want people to see how cool we are, how wise and how much knowledge we have. And so quite often projectors, if we're in that conditioned phase, we're not fully in alignment, we can sometimes fall into the nice girl syndrome or I want to be liked. So I'm going to kind of change myself to fit in these situations. And I know I've been through that. I've wanted to be liked and I've had the fear of being seen because what if people don't like me or what if I say the wrong thing? And even working with a lot of my clients who are projectors as well, and they have had this like nice girl syndrome. It's like, I want to be liked. So I'm going to kind of behave in this way. But when we can really strip that back and just show up unapologetically and remove that fear of being seen. And this is great for anyone, but I specifically mentioned projectors because we are more likely to be conditioned in this way to have these things showing up. So that is so interesting that everything is kind of like forming this picture. Yeah. And cause you know, like I do put myself out there. I have uncomfortable conversations. I'm bold. I don't actually majority of the time give a fuck what people think because I'm doing the work, you know what I mean? But what I realized was the times that I can't be a hundred percent turned on like I am. It's when Heidi's introverted or I'm, you know, having worked in the public eye for over 10 years and, you know, done like some pretty big badass things and some pretty powerful things where people want to stop and talk about it with me sometimes, or even just about my fucking relationship with Griffo. If I'm mood, because sometimes I am, I can't really say how I truly feel or act or do you know what I mean? Like if Griffo and I have a fucking fight in the street, we had a fucking fight in Bali once and there was people over there watching us and they came over and talked to us afterwards that, you know, when I was working in the radio station, I'm like, fuck, I can't even have a fight with my husband at a table. Yeah, like everything's just out in the open. And so then I'm like, oh my God, well, what if they don't like me because they saw this or if, because if someone sometimes... I remember when I had Memphis and this is me going through the like, aha, so this is like a therapy session. I was pushing Memphis out. He was a few weeks old 
And Griffo would go to a big pub and there was heaps of people there and I got really overwhelmed and Memph needed to feed. And like I said, it was a, it was maybe like five weeks old. And so it was new for me getting out in the, you know, with people all around and stuff. It was a beer festival. And this lady tried to stop me and I was near crying. I had Memphis and I was trying to get out and I couldn't give her what she wanted. And she wanted a selfie. And I was like, I'm really sorry. Like I'll come back and rah. And then I beat myself up because I didn't want her to dislike me and this and that and rah, rah. And I actually put it on my fucking social media afterwards. I was like, if you were the girl at the beer festival, I'm so sorry. Again, like that girl, nice girl wanting to be liked instead of me just being like, hey, shouldn't she fucking realize like I'm a new mom? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and she might have, but I'd created all this stuff in my head to like me. So interesting. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. If you are a human design projector in business and you're ready to unlock a new level of success, then my new program, Projector Magic, is for you. Because when you go deeper into alignment with your projector magic, that is when you truly do start to see your business shift and grow to that next level. You were born with everything you need to succeed and now it's your time to really step into it and claim that next level. Your magic is different to everyone else and it's really time for you to share that with the world. Whether you're a burnt out projector, feeling out of alignment or you're ready to elevate yourself and claim huge levels of success that are already available to you, this program is for you. Check the show notes or head over to my website, jessicawilliamson.com.au and jump into projector magic. I'll see you over there. So obviously you've been on Big Brother, reality TV. You've been in the public eye in a pretty big way, like on the breakfast radio show. You've got all these incredible people who just love what you're about. They soak up everything that you're about and you've got these fans, but also being that seen and being that visible probably brings with it some haters. And so I know that one of my biggest fears of wanting to fly under the radar or not necessarily be seen and revert back into my shell back before I now have this personal brand, but still it shows up sometimes is the fear of like what we've been talking about, not being liked or someone saying something nasty to you. And those can be huge triggers for people. And it almost stops them from being confident, from showing up boldly because they're like, the threat of having haters is almost worse than just not showing up. So how have you dealt with haters? Because it is a whole space to navigate. Some people say, just ignore them. But then you're like, but I still feel this negative energy within me. And so how do you kind of move through haters? I'm sure you get some, I mean, even I get told to F off and I'm like, what is there to F off about? I don't understand. You know what though? Like, let's think about haters for a second. That's also ourselves and also family members and also friends who say stuff. So it's not even just being in the public eye. So you know, if you think about it from that perspective, why so many people stop to show up is because of the hate that they actually are throwing at themselves. And so I wanted to remind everyone of that because 
this is why we're stopping ourselves because of the things that people say and the things that we say as well. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but a little PR thing that I've been doing for my podcast has popped up and I and you disappeared. And I was like, oh, is it telling me to talk about walking through the shopping center in my bra and undies? Which, you know, using that as an example, when you start to show up boldly as yourself, whether you're an introvert, extrovert, ambivert, whatever, I don't necessarily mean like the big bright colors walking through shopping centers in your bra and undies. I think it's like being unapologetically ourselves. And so, you know, when we walked through the shopping center in our bra and undies, which I did because that was the next step for me in putting myself out there and stepping outside my comfort zone because I'm comfortable wearing a bikini at the beach now. I've done that, taken photos. So what's fucking scary? Walking through a shopping center in my bra and undies. (laughs) Or getting naked on the beach and making Jess take photos. (laughs) (laughs) Yelling out, shed your shit. Yeah, when we went away, Jess, myself and Ello, we went away for a, a girls weekend retreat for girls in business. And I was like... I need to do some promotion for my shed your shit event. I'm like, okay, I'll get naked on a rock and scream shed your shit. And there's me and Eloise being so serious, like getting the shots. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. Great photography, by the way. So good. I did think like, oh my God, what are people going to say? Like, will they throw stuff at us? We even had security come with us to protect us. And I was like, whoa, is it kind of like, are people that mean? We didn't actually have any haters that day when we walked through the show. And I'll send you the video so you can pop it in your show notes if people want to watch it. Just because it's such a visual thing. But think about eight women walking through in their bra and undies. And it was so powerful. It was freedom. It was a big up yours to society's expectations, our own self-hate. And it moved mountains of confidence for all of us, including me. But, you know, there was that fear and now I'm about to release something, which I told you maybe secretly about at the start. That's coming up for me. Like, what if I get a bad review? Like, what if just recently my podcast, someone marked it a three stars out of five, like fuckers, but (laughs) it hurts sometimes straight away. And so I think to remember, and, you know, I've had some horrible stuff thrown at me online when I worked in breakfast radio and I used to write as well for big publications, news publications. There's a lot of fucking keyboard warriors. I think to remember to help us with the self-hate, to help us with the haters and stuff is that you can switch it off. And by that, I mean, like, don't read, block, delete, move on. Like, don't play into the drama. Don't play into, you know, I learned that really quickly in breakfast radio. Like when I worked in Bunbury, no, I used to read everything and it was horrible and I'd fester on it and I'd get all this good feedback and I wouldn't even think about that. And so I think for anyone who is so afraid of that, it might happen. You might get a fucking bad review on Facebook. You might get a feedback. Well, let's be honest. You probably will get feedback at some point to say that you're shit, mate, you know, or your product's shit or this, or you shouldn't have said that or blah, 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 blah. And it's how we handle it that matters. And that's where I think champagne confidence is what we need to embody. And, you know, I was just on one of my coaching calls today and I had my mate, Steph Gorton. She did some work with you, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We talked about it, feedback, and it's like not good or bad. And so I think for me, it's been, like I said, being able to switch it off is what really helped me. And knowing that it's possible But the majority of the time, it's hurt people hurt people, right? And knowing and accepting that. And then also, like, hello, an aha moment, hurt people hurt people. We are the ones that are hurting ourselves as well. 
you know so when we're saying all that negative self-talk and this and that we're the ones that probably need to do the healing too yeah I always found it so so much more strengthening or like confidence building when you truly know within yourself how awesome you are or how awesome your products or services or whatever it is that you're putting out into the world your message is it will land right with the right people they may not always tell you but if it lands wrong with the wrong people they may be loud and that's just kind of having that inner knowing you're not always going to get the best feedback but you never know what impact change you're making on someone's life as well so it's kind of like the flip side yeah and you know I think you and I spoke about this and we spoke at an event together where we first connected I can't believe we didn't know each other before then I did actually I think I said to Jess I'd been told about her through some of the girls I worked with that's how well she'd established her, her personal <laughs> brand when I was in in breakfast radio but we talked about like sometimes as well like when you're speaking in front of people or you know they might have resting bitch face like you know in the way that like it looks like they're thinking what the fuck is she talking about rah, rah, rah. you know and you create these stories in your head and I was like the majority of the time that people have resting bitch face are the ones that come up to me and tell me how amazing it was yeah you know what I mean like we're just so good at creating these stories and cop blocking ourselves to not show up that it's like we are our own worst enemy. So, so true. So obviously now you're in business, you've got your marketing program and you get to work with amazing business owners as well. How has building out your own confidence and working on your inner self helped you in your business? Oh my God, you would know, Jess, fucking hell. It's like a personal development journey every day. And like, why am I on this sometimes? And they think it's like putting one foot in front of the other. That's how you build your confidence. Like a lot of people that I see struggle is they're struggling to know what to say. And this is through the writing captions on social media. This is through showing up in a story, a live, a podcast. They're struggling to know what to say. And I think the only way you are going to get confident of that is by literally stepping out from behind your logo and starting to make people feel remembering that you are the brand you know not the product not the service not the coaching program not whatever that you are ultimately the brand and I think that is where you can create feeling and that confidence because for me the champagne confidence that I want women to know that they can have is by them showing their face you know like if you're willing I mean we can do a show your face challenge tag Jess and I in it yes we would love for you to do that if you haven't posted a photo of yourself on stories or connected or come out from behind your logo in a while or ever tag us and you know yeah, let's, let's do, the do show it your face challenge. I remember the first live I ever did I got on live and I was like Hi, my name's Jess. Forgot what I was going to say and see you later. And that was my first (laughs) live. But I was like, now I know how to press live and I know how to end a live. So next time I'll say some more. So I was like, that's totally okay as well. But it's like, let's just show up. Hi, my name's Jess. Forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. And and so and <laughs> you need that to talk it. about that. You need to tell a story about that on your socials because that is so fucking gold. Because this is the thing 
people are so worried about what will happen. And it's like, no one died in that, guys. Jess didn't die. She's still here. She started a podcast from that. She also went to New York Fashion Week. She's done all these amazing fucking things because she keeps going. And I think that that's what we stop ourselves from doing. So let's do that challenge. Yes, let's, let's just, just if you get on and say, hey, my name's Jess. Well, you would say your name, obviously. <laughs> but get on and just say, hey, this is me. This is my name. Yes. Forgot what I said. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Exactly. Like I was saying this to some girls in my program. Like when I worked in breakfast radio, we'd have to show up five days a week, three hours a day. You think the only way that like I actually got good was because I kept doing it. And I had to do it publicly between 350,000 to 500,000 people a day. And I actually had a fake laugh when I first started. And I stopped talking sometimes because I would freeze with fear. And then when the phones rang and I'd overthink stuff and, you know, that happened till the day that I retired on air, you know, like there's no like perfection. It doesn't matter like what kind of broadcaster I am or whatever. Like there's this whole fear of like failure. And I love that you shared that story. Like I laugh my head off because it's just so see you doing it. <laughs> Such a jest. So funny. Like, hey, it's Jess. And I forgot what I'm going to say. Uh, see ya. And I love that you've turned it into like a powerful lesson and inspired so many other women because at the end of the day like who fucking cares like you've made sales from this now you teach mindset you do this had you not have done that like do you know what I mean you wouldn't I wouldn't have, have been here that's for sure you know we yeah, wouldn't have been connecting because be I wouldn't have spoken at an event and then there'd be so much you know so it really does so much comes from stepping out of that comfort zone owning it and you know being okay to mess up as well so honestly Heidi we could chat all day. There is so much knowledge that you have and so many experiences and so much fun stuff. So for anyone listening, if you love a bit more Heidi energy in your life, make sure you check out her podcast, Champagne Confidence. It went to number one on the charts so quickly, which is amazing. So make sure you go and have a listen to that. But thank you so much, Heidi. There has been so much in this and hopefully that has inspired all of you to show up with a little bit more confidence and can't wait to see your challenge. So get on stories, get on a live, get on a post, put your face up there and tag me and Heidi in your stories. Can't wait to see it. Yay. Thank you so much, Jess. And for those, if you want to find me, you can just slide into the DMs over on Instagram. But yeah, Jess, thank you so much. I can't wait to have you on my podcast. Yay. Well, thank you again, Heidi. And I will speak to you real soon. Bye. Bye.